we had like a bit of back and forth before coming on here today because it's the afternoon and me and Howard were like back and forth about what times we record this and I thought it was really interesting because the Howard that I knew I don't know whether this has changed mate but back in the day you were the guy who was up early like seriously early and you always had these like routines where that you'd keep to that were really you know I remember you doing hot yoga I once stayed over at Howard's place um, when I was coming down to London um, I'd crash on Howard's sofa and stuff and I'd be up at like you know nine Howard would be up and out the door by like I can't remember what time must have been like six o'clock doing your hot yoga run around the park back in overnight oats and then to work um, so I, thought, I found it funny that I really wanted to do this podcast at 8.30 in the morning and you were the one saying, can we do it a little bit later? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was long. <laughs> uh, did you do hot yoga with me? I think no, you did. No. I, I, had like, I had a lion. Like, no, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your morning routine like now? Has it changed? So it isn't, yeah. Like, so there's a couple of things there. Um, I still think I'm very routine orientated, but... It's just changed, right? And why did I have, maybe back then, I was up at 6 a.m. and I was doing like uh, yoga at 6.30 or whatever. But why was I? Because I was really hustling at the time. Um, I think the difference now, even though I still have a very, very, I still have a routine, I really believe in it and it's really important for me. It's just different. And ultimately, dude, the reason I didn't want to get out of bed uh, for 8.30 was I love sleeping eight, nine hours at the moment. Mm. Um, it's really important for me. And my routine has changed because I'm, I found a routine that's really good for me and it makes me really happy. And I don't move it. Mm. How, how do you, because I find if you're in a routine, especially if you're waking up earlier, then you're kind of stuck in waking up earlier. Was it a diff- did you have to like push yourself to then start waking up later or could no, you always avoid no it? no so that's a good point actually um i think my natural if i just allow myself to be natural what's right for me is my current status okay so you're doing right? the natural thing i'm now. doing my natural thing i get eight nine hours and i love waking up around 7 30 8 a.m now i ex- i've now i still have a lot of routines in the morning but and now I'll exercise at lunchtime, right? Mm. I went for a lovely, like, 10K run around Hampstead Heath yesterday in the sun. And it was beautiful, mm. right? Mm. And uh, it just, you know, I always like to tweak things and experiment with things to see what's right for me. Because you never, you know, sometimes you can assume things. And ultimately, the, the thing that work, is working for me right now and makes me really happy is mm. sleeping well. Um, and yeah, getting up at seven thirty eight a.m. <laughs> but I could I could tell it was important to you because we fired back and forth like a few voice notes mm. to each other. And Howard, rather than saying, "Mate, I can't do that time," you did explain why it's important to you. Like it was like your boundaries of mm. like, "No, mate, I know I appreciate you and Scotty work well in the morning at that time." However, for me right now in my life, like yeah, and it's not just just for it's not just the sleep. The sleep is definitely one part of it, but also. I know my best work. I'm doing some really important work for me at the moment. Mm. Um, and it's in the morning. And I've got an international team. And like the time between 8 a.m. and about 11 a.m. is when we're all online at the same time. Mm. So, yeah, I, you know, I've got certain boundaries. And uh, I just, you know, we're just honest. Mm. So I guess the question that seems to be coming up to me is, well, before, before we properly go into it, mm. what, 
when you first knew each other and you knew Howard as the the early riser, mm. what what was it like then? Why were you getting up early? And what I suppose what what were you doing then that uh, led to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, we were. I think we were both on a path of hustle, scale a business. Um, was this the match chat times? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And I've. Uh, I, have a biz- I had a business at the time called Future Ad Labs. We renamed to Adludio. And yeah, we're the same. Like we wanted to be a billion dollar business, right? And we're hustle. And that's what everyone taught us. And that's the way we figured it had to be. And uh, that's kind of why I did it, I guess. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you were naturally as well. Like when I first met you, you, you were ahead of everyone else, I, I felt. Because we met, because obviously me and James came from uni um, yeah, dropped out and we're on this accelerator where we'd been invested in and we're all on the same program for like about three months. So we actually lived in the same block, which was an absolute dive. Oh my God, in Newcastle. <laughs> and then we worked yeah. together as well in the same office. So like, that's why I knew how I was doing all these things because I could just see his bike leaving really early and then he wouldn't come back until really late and he'd be traveling and stuff. But I remember on that program, there was loads of different founders, loads of different entrepreneurs you just i just felt like you were obviously you're older than me but just you were you were ahead of everyone else i feel in terms of like the, even things like this like um yeah and I, that's what made me gravitate towards howard like from the early days he just was had like so much knowledge i felt like i just wanted to spend time around you and learn from you and ask you questions and and soak in i could tell like you'd had a number of years of thinking about this sort of stuff and i wanted to steal it off you <laughs> yeah what what kind of le- like someone just jumping out to me now like before cause obviously before education and before you go into that or before uh, the start i suppose of uh, properly being an entrepreneur mm. what led to that were you both because this really applies to both of you from, at least from what i know from your background and what i can would expect mm. maybe maybe it is different uh, but were you both like more hard working in terms of knowing what you wanted to do earlier in life yeah, why did you start? Oh, no, don't no, not you me. I was, I've always been, and I'm. I kind of like own the fact that I think my natural state is actually quite lazy. Okay, um, but I was really driven to prove myself um, from quite an early age, and I think that's why I do what I do. Um, you know, from you know, kicked out of uni got big into drugs uh, early 20s uh and was always kind of thought i was a bit of a fuck up i don't know if i can say that here (laughs) (laughs) but uh and i think from kind of from kind of early late 20s then i was really driven to prove myself and in some ways, I guess it's a superpower in some ways, but uh, that's the thing that drove me certainly during those years. Mm. I don't know if that's driving me now, which is interesting, but certainly then I was really out to prove myself. Who are you proving yourself to? Myself, everyone who knows me, my family. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if there is that one person probably myself and more myself and everybody i think everybody to be honest mm-hmm. um and a lot of people yeah that knew me kind of growing up and stuff like that so do you think people saw you as a fuck up so you wanted to prove to them yeah. that you're not yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that was and 
you know, it did. I think what I have learned, and you know, can go more into it. But what I've learned is that is even though it's a very powerful energy, it can only bring you so far, mm. right? But is it ultimately it's a negative energy, mm. and it's taken a bit of time to change it to be a powerful energy like a pos- to have a positive energy that pushes me forward as mm. as strongly mm. and ultimately that that is why I would get up at 6am even though it wouldn't make me happy I had to do it now I'm driven by something which is a lot more positive and I can do things I can do it my way a little bit yeah. more is it, Does this make sense? No, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So are you saying, well, from how I wrote, maybe how I relate to it in a different way, but like, would you say it's, it was a, a confident energy you had or it was a, a, a huge determination not to fuck up? So it wasn't like, I'm good at this, I want to be doing this, I enjoy doing this. It's more, I'm not, don't fuck this up. It's fear. Um, it's, yeah, like fear, well, fear or uh, belief, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, like ultimately it's just a drive and I think a lot of, you know, it'd be interested to know mm. what drives you, George. Mm. But, uh, like, oh, I just wanted to prove people wrong. Yeah. Mm. You know, and prove it to myself and prove it to other people. Right? Um, and, you know, really, that gets tiring after a while. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But it certainly brings you so far. Mm. I do want to, well, I, I, I want to, I, I know we've talked about, we've talked about what drives you before, mm. George. But do you relate to that in the extent? So much. So much. Like, God, yeah, I want to ask Howard so many questions. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel, yeah, there's def- there was definitely a switch for me where I realized I was doing things to either impress, yeah, to, to impress or prove something to others mm. rather than doing it just because I want to do it. And that energy that you're talking about, it now comes from a different place. That it just, I now in a weird way, I do care, but I really don't care like what people hmm. think anymore. I, I, something has clicked inside me currently where I'm at is where I just feel like, no, George, you are good. Like I'm at peace with some of those things. I think, I don't know, my upbringing was good. I don't know, I, in terms of I never really felt, um, maybe I, I felt misunderstood at school. You know, hmm. I was always a bit of an outsider. I didn't feel like I really fit in. I wasn't really, bu- I, I was bullied a bit, but like not, we've talked on that on here yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit, but not not enough to, to feel like that way. But it was more, I don't know i think i always wanted to do something big or good with my life and it was a fear of like i might not mm. so i was running really quickly mm. to try and do that really quickly it's and interesting it, yeah i wasn't doing it for myself i was doing it for something else so i definitely get what you're saying about energy mm. it's interesting the fact that the maybe the, the the career aspect of it hasn't actually changed like your uh, your goals or like uh, you're not like saying oh i'm gonna quit and what i really want to do is become a dancer that kind of thing Mm. it's the energy behind it that's changed Mm. but that seems to be a hugely significant thing uh, in terms of how you approach it Mm. i do like i think it's important i think i see a lot of people out there a lot of founders i see them and i I say founders like that's who i relate to i guess Mm. yeah i'm sure it happens to other anyone who goes down a path which is you know taking on pain it's for something's driving them, yeah. right? And I see, I can almost spot the people who are driven by that like mm. negative pain still. What is it that, about that person? Well, that... the person, a lot of the time, they're not happy. Yeah. Like ultimately, and it catches up. Like you can try and run away from yourself for so, far, for so long, but like 
there's only going to be one winner in that race, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And do you feel like you can spot it because you've been there? Yeah. Yeah. And I think deep down, if someone's listening to it, they'll know that too. Mm. Yeah. What What clicked for you? When did you... At what point did you realise? Wait, actually, I want to hold, yeah, hold that one so just because want we're 20 odd minutes in. I haven't in. seen him in like two years. <laughs> I just wanted to pause that because we're 20 odd minutes in and I, I do want to ask that, but who are you? We always we always forget to do who are you uh, just because it's... And again, I say this every time, but answer it however you want, whatever way you want. But mm. just uh, for people listening, I suppose, mm. uh, to get an idea of yeah. uh, uh, what you do. Yeah, my name's Howard Kingston and I'm founder of a business called Velocity Academy and we help people go further and faster in their life and businesses. Uh, we're a digital marketing academy. So, uh, yeah, and we teach people how to become a great marketing manager. Okay. Now, that one seemed like a practiced answer. Like, hmm. It's actually the first time I've ever said Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, you're good at it then, either way. But no, that is something I do want to jump onto now. It's like, I know we, I've only had the, the, the morning thing to go by, but what what was the change then between the the early mornings and the natural mornings? Like what what led to that? Yeah. Change, what I moment suppose? did you realise you were doing it for others and not for yourself? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, was there a moment? I'm not sure. But what before I was doing what I'm doing now. My last business, and this is where George and I met, was a mobile advertising business at Ludio, right? And we were a couple of years in, and business going really good, and business is still incredibly good, but I was not enjoying it. And what was it about it that you weren't enjoying? It was a couple of things. One, I I think it's fair to say myself and my co-founder of the time, I had two co-founders. One I got on very well with, the other one I'd, we had big differences. Okay. Uh, that was difficult. Some of the s- situations around that were definitely difficult. Um, and ultimately, I think the main thing, though, was I remember going through the process and I remember just going, like, I am, I am not enjoying it. I'm, like... Ultimately, I think the thing that I really struggled with ultimately was, even though I always kind of wanted to have this business that made money and did really well, and that was kind of the goal, I'll be honest. If you Mm. sat me down in Ignite, like, the goal Mm. was to make cash. Dude, it was an advertising business, Mm. right? You're not there to, to, like, make the world a better place, right? And and here we are, we're making money, and we're doing good. And ultimately, I was like, why am I doing this? Right. We're like, you know, our clients are these big brands and we're putting ads on people's phones to sell cans of some fizzy drink. And ultimately, I was like, I, I just couldn't see that I completely lost sight of the why. Mm. Right. When you when you say you weren't enjoying it, was that the like, obviously, that there was the, the passion behind what you were actually doing. But was it the like the day to day? hundred percent. Yeah. So we're in speaking to ad ad agency okay. people couldn't you know, I just couldn't I didn't want to do the job I was doing anymore um, and I couldn't see why we were doing it anymore um, like I think if you if if you can relate it to Maslow's hierarchy uh, at a certain point once the money is being made 
I think for some people anyway, certainly for me, I found there was a why that I went up to and I just couldn't find it and I didn't enjoy the atmosphere of the people I was working with and I didn't enjoy the <laughs> and I didn't do, enjoy the work I was doing. So like it was kind of like a combination of a lot of things. And I remember speaking to a mentor of mine, uh, a guy called Dan Martel, you know mm-hmm. of him. And uh, I remember ringing him a while, kind of, this, was, this wasn't like a, a one-week thing that I just went, it was kind of building up for a while. And I remember at one point, we were kind of, oh, maybe we were struggling and I was feeling this. And I rang him up and he said, dude, like, if you landed a deal worth a million quid next week, would you enjoy it better? And we were really struggling at the time. And I was like, yeah, probably I would. Uh, so he was like, you know, really when people ask me that uh what you're not enjoying there there is the grind and the tough times just like so can you stick it out and i said okay and i got back into it for another six months and at this point we raised another round and we're doing we turned the corner and we're doing really good and i asked myself the question is again if we landed another million quid in a deal or whatever would i enjoy it more and when the answer was no it wouldn't make any difference. I'm just not enjoying this. Mm. I felt it was the right time to leave. So, um, yeah, we, we closed another round. And when I when we closed that round, our Series A, I left. Mm. Um, yeah, which is a whole whole different story, but mm. uh, which is difficult, but it's the best thing I've ever done. It took you a while. I remember talking to you briefly about it at that time. And I remember it being a difficult decision, even though your gut was screaming at you. You had this company that you'd wanted totally. you'd raise money you'd built yourself in you had a lot of employees yeah it's yeah, difficult yeah. for you and i think the biggest thing for me like honestly the biggest thing is the identity piece mm. right so you know people knew me as the guy you know who's in that business or whatever who started that business and i was like the things that go through your head it's kind of nuts but this is the real stuff i was like what you know will i you know who am i without that right how will i introduce myself um Will I ever have anything successful again? Uh, was this will people will the next thing I do turn out to be a failure, and then people will always know I was a fraud? Mm-hmm. Will my girlfriend Steffi, maybe she's you know what she sees me as this successful person? Maybe I won't be successful, and maybe she won't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this is the real stuff that goes through your head, yeah. right? And. Um, but yeah, I knew it was the right thing to do, and I and I did leave, and I didn't like I left with no plan, right? No plan. But it's funny thing, right? The minute I made the decision, it was I knew it was the right decision, and I mm-hmm. have never looked back. And every morning, we talk about morning routines. We started mm-hmm. talking earlier. <laughs> every morning, I start my day with writing down three things I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. and I would say consistently for the past two years, the what the, the two things that are on that list the most, one is my fiance Steffi, she's amazing. And the, t- the second thing is me being brave enough to leave. Mm. Really? I'm really grateful <laughs> I left because, yeah, life, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, life is There's really a good. smile on your face, I yeah, can Yeah, dude, it, like. it's so good, honestly. And I come across, like I wrote some blog posts on this and a lot of founders have reached out to me who have been in a similar situation or are in a similar situation, have been in a similar situation and they continue to. And, um, you know, first of all, if you are in that situation, like, first of all, I, I would go back to those questions I repeated. Like, if you landed a million quid deal, would 
would you not, would you like it a lot more? <laughs> yeah. And if the answer is yes, you're probably just going through a bit of a tough path. Well, may, maybe see it through, right? But if the answer is no, then why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. But I think you can ask that question to people that, that are in a job. And yeah, it's like, if sure. you could double your salary now yep. and work in the same yeah. job, yeah. would you? So why are you doing it? And they say, oh, well, you know, the, everyone says you got to stick with it. And, you know, we're so close and we can exit. But, like, why do you want to exit? You want to exit so you can ha- be happy, surely. And yeah, if you're, yeah. like, you're in this thing. So I, I have a I, I, like Personally, I would, I think the, I'm really glad I took that decision. Um, I think there are a lot of people that may be happier if they do that, if they take a similar situation. But, like, everyone says you got to stick with it. Everyone says you got to stick with it. I personally believe, and in my experience, is the best thing not to. And I'm more successful as a result. And it's not just even, like, emotional success. It's, Mm. like, financial success. Mm. Right, so it can be good for business too, mm. making these decisions, not mm. just emotional decisions. Right, and, and you're happier, and yeah. I, dude, dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> for some reason, I'm getting emo- I'm feeling emotional in this one. I don't know why. Um, it's like a mixture of just. If you raised a million pounds, would you be? A- <sighs> I don't know, mate. I just feel emotional <laughs> towards you. I, I, happiness and um, I don't know why I nearly cried. Then I genuinely did. I don't know. I just know what the stuff you've been through and um, how hard that was at the time. And I feel like I went through, you know, a version of that as well. And it's easy to talk about it now. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, I think I'm getting emotional as well because the Howard I knew back then, you're the, you still are today, the best public speaker, the best presenter, the best sales guy, so always happy, charismatic, positive, optimistic, always. And I think I'm getting emotional because I never really at the time knew that side to how you were feeling and what you were going through because I think naturally you're so good at that 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 side to your to your game um yeah I think something if I did this podcast two or three years ago you know I I just think life's too short to not talk about the real stuff now mm-hmm. um so I'm just really yeah just re- quite enjoy going there so like they're the real conversations aren't mm. they right mm. it's what life's about mm. did you ever have open conversations at the time <sighs> to a degree not really not like, to this level like, you know, not to, like i think um like ultimately it comes down to i suppose if you want to put a word on a vulnerability yeah. right and and self-awareness i think i don't yeah, think i had it, enough and whereas you know we all wanted to be this like like a star rock star ninja entrepreneur and uh you know saying that you don't you're not enjoying yourself doesn't really play into that mm. yeah mm. this break of character yeah. when you say that you were then like a, a public speaking a lot then that must have been a bit of a like disconnection from how you were really feeling was that like anything to do with it or like do you feel like you were presenting a certain person to yourself in the workplace life compared to how yeah i think that's a feeling? really good point scotty i think um like ultimately i think some people can are like oh integrity i guess or, or just i couldn't lead a lie anymore i wasn't happy and i couldn't go around going around saying everything is awesome hmm. um some people i think continue to do that i for me just couldn't do it and i didn't want to do it and i was like no that's hmm. why i didn't do it anymore hmm. and what so what happened since then so like the moment you left like what what then happened yep 
so I left with no plan. Uh, I left. I so and you had a bit of money, like yeah, we, yeah. Well, I was able to take a bit of money out of the business, not like life changing, mm. but certainly enough that I didn't have to work for a little while and. Uh, you know, first thing I did was I went to Everest and I did Everest Base Camp for a really? couple of weeks. Um, and I think just taking some space is so important. And I remember, um, I remember just about to, I was about to go away and I have, have a group of friends that, you know, a really dear group of entrepreneur friends I met up with just before. And I literally just left at Ludo, right? I think a couple of days before. And I flew to meet them, and then I was going to meet, go to Everest straight from there. And I was like, you know, I'm looking forward to Everest, but, you know, I'm just wor- worried. Like, what if I don't know what I'm going to do next by the time I get down the mountain? <laughs> right? Oh, you know? And these dudes, and these dudes are, like, super aware dudes. And do that. And uh, they just are like, do you hear yourself? Like, talk about pressure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you gotta know what you got. Like every day on that mountain, you gotta figure out your next thing, your next big thing. And uh, I, like sometimes it's just like it's so obvious. It's just like, uh, like yeah, maybe. What if I don't know what I'm gonna do? Yeah, right. Yeah. And just allow myself not to know for a while. Mm. So I did just allow myself not to know and not force it because I think when someone leaves this whole identity thing, what do you do? Mm. Right. Imagine if you can't answer that. And I couldn't answer that. And for ages, I was like, founder of Adludio. That was quite impressive. Right. You yeah. know, I've got my own business. Like, you know, literally one of the first things when I met Steffi was like, I've got my own business. Right. You know, you've done it. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> and then I wouldn't have that. Like, and I'm like, what am I without that? And it was like, it's a massive gap in you. But like, that's what you got to lean into. You got to mm. sit with that. Mm. You got to sit with it. Because that's where the kind of the magic is, actually. And I know for you, that unknown was a big step for you to lean into. That was hard for you. Big, yeah. huge. You like knowing. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. There's, a, yeah. There's, there's a mental health phrase I know that I'm going to throw in right Go now. On. Just Hit from me. hearing from the coach. It's called the fertile void. Okay. Mm. We're talking okay. about career change. And it's the, basically where where I suppose you fear the most or where there's... Uh, where nothing is or what basically nothing looks like for you mm. which is for a lot of people like no career no intention of doing mm. anything really mm. uh, and as soon as they do that that's where it's the most fertile and actually the most common. nice yeah so there we go interesting yeah. Yeah. it's a good phrase there I actually hadn't heard of that um, but I totally I would agree with it um, so what did I do I did Everest for a couple of weeks came back and you know when the when you just made the right decision, the universe chucks you stuff. So I just like I have to say, ever since I just got this, I started getting this like continuous stuff into my inbox, like uh, running courses here, doing public speaking here, uh, running growth sessions in an accelerator in Europe, um, doing stuff for a corporate in London. Like literally, like you couldn't. You, you know, I couldn't make it up, right? Uh, so that was cool. And that kind of, I suppose, just always got me through maybe the first year. I just did a lot of maybe what you might call like personal branding based, yeah. um, like events and running courses and stuff like that. And during that period, I really just wanted to figure out, I was just really thinking like, I, I the last business I went from, I really tried to chase the money. So I really asked myself, I really kind of spent a lot of time answering the question, what would I do for free? And how can I make a lot of money out of that? Mm. 
<laughs> and that's so yeah. yeah that's a good that's confusing yeah because like yeah, you know some you people mean. follow their their passions are inverted commas and they do stuff and then they're broke like you know that's i don't re- i never really wanted to do that um but i really kind of figured out what was important for me and i think that ultimately the thing i knew i would do for free was the teaching, the public speaking. I'd been doing, like, for years, I always used to do a bit of stuff at General Assembly, for example. Oh, I remember that was your, when you were running the business, yeah. you would do your evenings I would, teaching yeah. courses because you really enjoyed that. Dude. It was sitting there, wasn't it? Yeah, you came to one. Yeah, I remember, I remember coming yeah, to one. years yeah. ago. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. Like, I would go into, I would find my, I'd go into Adludio, do my day's work, and then do my teacher digital marketing or Facebook ad session or something in the evening. And you loved it. Like, am I buzzing? Yeah. And the more I looked into, uh, kind of lent into that, I thought, why is that? And ultimately, I went through school thinking I was a fuck up. And I wanted to give people the gift of learning. When you learn stuff, dude, you can do anything. Like, if you love learning about a subject, you can make your own life. Mm. Right? You can read stuff. You can make your life better. And I learned that. Hmm. And... I don't think enough like education the currently way it is doesn't give doesn't isn't built for that mm. and that's the gift I want to give people and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now and that is I'm on this planet to do that wow and uh yeah I just get fired up like I want to people that come to my courses I do digital marketing growth marketing courses right people mm. come to my courses they cry on the last day mm. right for people cry on the last day, like we give 150% to those people and I freaking love it. And that's what I, that's, don't I even, it, can't remember what you even asked me as a question, no, but that's yeah. what happened next. So it's uh, so deep, it's, so, it's amazing. What? It's so deep within you and it does come back to your, yeah, your education that when I hear that, that's why you're so driven now to give it back to others. Yeah. Do you feel like... And that's the positive thing that's driving me it's now. Co- yeah, it's come out of it. I'm writing, I want to write that wrong and I want to give this gift to people. Like mm. if people who are a bit lost, because that was me, and if they get into learning about like business or marketing stuff, they can have an amazing life and they can not want to go to the pub mm. and they can want to learn stuff. All night. That's what I do. And do you feel like education almost let you down there? Like you were seen as a fuck up because of the system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was, right? Yeah. You know, I didn't fit into the system of education at the time. And, you know, it was very like academic based. And I, I came out thinking, I genuinely thought there was something wrong with me after mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. And that led me down a path of drugs, big depression for in my early 20s, a dark hole. And it was actually just starting up my own business and realizing that if I, you know, if I read this book, it means I can do this. And then I I can learn this stuff myself. I'm actually quite good at this stuff. Hmm. And that's where education, I think, let Mm. me down. And I think it needs to change. Yeah. And your mission, like from what is so deep within you when you talk about that, I completely, yeah, I feel it. I feel the energy just on like us talking now, like it comes from a different place. Like you want to help people not go through what you went through essentially like 100 percent. what is it what is it you gain from like the speaking and the the well the courses you do like is is a large part of it the the helping other people i love seeing the change people in people people come in like the thing we always say with our in myself and the rest of the team um People come in to learn marketing, but they leave with confidence, mm-hmm. right? And seeing the shift in people, they're like, I never knew I could do that. Yeah, you can do it. 
and then they mm. go away and they like people get jobs we've had people like we people come in unemployed leave with jobs straight away mm. like we give a lot of scholarships like there's a rack you know girl from iraq that came in and gave her a scholarship and he got employed and she has better life as a result mm. of it like that is freaking cool mm. like legit cool right mm. and it's a at the same time it's a subject i geek out on i love the subject of marketing um so it's all kind of it's all good right yeah yeah <laughs> It, it, it's it's weird as well because I I know this might sound bad, but I I saw you as a bit of a lone ranger back in the day. Like you were quite. Mm. People would have said you were. I don't know if you agree. Like selfishly focused, you were so laser focused that you were just on this. I saw you as this one man on a mission. Mm. Um, Interesting. And yeah, you were just laser. Focused. And I remember us having chats about how difficult it was. Girlfriends, friends, mm. family. It was difficult to. Uh, balance both I think if anything for both of us at times mm. there was no balance like I just had me and my work and none of that other stuff mm. do you feel like that's a fair, like a fair assessment of like us back then or you back then like that lone yeah. ranger yeah I think it was I think I probably might not have related to it if you said it to me at the time mm. um, but I was pretty undateable I think uh like I've heard that feedback from other people as well. I was like that back then. And I was just like, yeah, so super, super tunnel vision. But ultimately as well, I think going back to the negative emotion that was driving me, you know, the mask was on and I didn't have time to let anyone behind it. And it was just rock on, you know, mm. Mm. We talk, we talk a lot about, like, I know, like, Sanctus always talks about, like, the mask and wearing a mask to work. But I do think for, not, I don't want to say additionally hard, but, like, do you think it's different when you're the founder of the business or when, like, when you had to present a face to your business um, compared to being maybe an employee not in the right place? Do you see what mm, I mean there? Yeah. I think it's pretty universal. Maybe it's more... Maybe you feel like you're less able to because you are the face of a company and you're responsible to other people. So you do, it's not just about you. You feel like a responsibility to, to others. Um, I definitely certainly to that. Certainly with the, I actually think the biggest thing was to the investors and stuff, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because there is that, that like, yeah. you know, before I had times and I'd leave I was going through massive anxiety and there's no way you could say it to anyone mm. right there's no way um, and how has changed your approach now in terms of like um, do you have anybody you have to wear any kind of mask to or would, no, like, would you ever do that again I think the difference is what my experience of the transition like, listen, I wanted first with when I started that business, I wanted to have a successful business. Right. And within that, I didn't really know what I liked and I didn't like. And I went through the experience and I learned this business. I was like, I've been really intentional of what I like and what I don't like. So what do I like? I don't. What do I do? What do I not like? Let's start there. <laughs> I don't want to have investors I'm answerable to. Right. I want to do things my way. Autonomy, I've learned from me, is really important. It's not for everybody. Don't mm. get me wrong. I'm not saying this is the best way of doing it. For me, having full autonomy. So we have now a business. We do not need to raise funding. Right. Great. Uh, that's the first thing. Two, I, want to, I like traveling a lot. So I do not want to have to 
be somewhere if I want to be somewhere else. I can travel all the time. So I want to have a really location-independent business. And three, I don't like big corporate kind of feelings and, you know, kind of board meetings and meetings and stuff like that. Um, so I wanted my business. I was just really, really intentionally what I want, intentional what I wanted to build this time. Mm-hmm. And is that meant I've said no to some stuff? And sometimes my, uh, my business partner, uh, Omar, has been like, let's raise money, let's raise mm-hmm. money. And I'm like, I don't know. I just mm. don't want to do it. We don't need to do it. Like, we're mm. really profitable. Don't need to do it. And like, cool, we could grow a bit faster, but why do we want to grow a bit faster? Mm. We're growing well. Mm. I'm really enjoying it. And this is what we're building. Especially if it's at the expense of who you are in your, in your life. Which Dude, is what and, you've experienced. And here's the thing. Like, there is... Sure, you can grow, grow faster. Mm. First of all, why? Mm. Like, you know, that is not necessarily always the best way. And to it comes at an expense and mm. anyone who has been through it knows that mm. like certainly the majority yeah but I, I i've got a lot of friends who do things and make decisions and take jobs and at the expense of like who they truly like really are and i know and and they 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 almost think like the next paycheck or the next thing will make up for that mm. and it's quite it's not just about running your own business i don't, I don't think it's about like understanding who you are, knowing really what that is and what you've put it simply, what do you like and what do you not like? And then trying to design your life from there and starting with like, does this job or does this company align with me? Yeah. Um, And I continually do it. Like mm. every quarter I will write down the things I'm not enjoying and I'll work away how I can remove those things. I, I think for me and you, we've had the extreme end of like, we've been in jobs, essentially or companies where it's been so extremely, we've been so extremely unhappy that we've been scarred by that. So that the second time around, the second job effectively we've both had, we've taken time before we've jumped into it to think, how do, how do I want this to be? Um, and I don't think many people think that you can, I, I must admit, me and you, maybe we're super lucky and I hold my hands up like super fortunate. Like you had the kind of cushion of a bit of money to allow you to take some time to think mm. about it. I was lucky to be able to go home to my, I lived at my, you know my parents for six to 12 months mm. just and i was really low at that point but i did take time to process what just happened and to think about what do i want next so i i do appreciate that we've had time and we're fortunate to have that but yeah i think for a lot of people i know they don't even know that you can think about your life in that way yeah and for the, yeah and for you now like i i feel like it's pretty obvious that you've got a pretty healthy attitude especially to how you work or what you do but how did you get to that? Like, obviously, mm. you made the right decision to begin. Mm. And if I'm right in saying maybe you weren't too self-aware in terms of why you were doing that, but you just knew deep down that it wasn't right for you. But but you put it this way, like, it seems like you've been through some kind of coaching or therapy to come up with these things that have helped you form these because like writing things you're grateful down like this is all Mm. things i hear from like coaches and uh, things like that have you had any like support whether that is through therapy or whatever it is or just through the experiences you've done to Mm. kind of gain that attitude yeah well like listen i definitely uh practice what i preach Mm. when it comes to investing like my business i ask people to invest in their education for a better future and i said like I left university many years ago and I every year I spent I invest heavily in whether it be education coaching or training right so 
Yeah, I've I've done it all and I continue to. And mm. actually, you know, this is the thing. Like, I'd say my biggest vice is I freaking love investing in a new course or getting a new coach or because, like, it means I'm going to learn more. I'm going to be better. And for me, like, fair enough, I, I like I invest quite heavily in it. Um, but for me, I just like there's nothing else I actually other than maybe traveling um, I don't know if there's anything I prefer to spend my money on. So, yes, I've done a lot of coaching. I continue to do so. I read like a voracious reader. Um, you know, I'm constantly doing courses, coaching, like, all the time. I don't know anyone that's read as many books as you. You've read a series. I just love it. You love I learning. I just freaking love it. <laughs> but it's not just about money. It's about your time. You spend a big amount, of, a huge amount of time in your week learning and self-development essentially yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. always have to yeah yeah for sure for sure no absolutely absolutely love it um it's, is my, that fun. Where the, it's my fun it right? is you enjoy yeah, it yeah, yeah. you know these these little rules and, and kind of things that you've created like writing three things that you're grateful yeah. for is that come from reading books and yeah i, listen, doing it I heard that on a it. podcast um mm. the day my sister got married uh, i can actually remember the podcast <laughs> episode uh, i listened to it in the car and the drive to my sister's wedding um yeah, and just pick up just a little thing. I pick up lots of little things. And I think that's something which I would say if I've got a superpower, it's I'm really good at learning fast. And then my, like, honestly, what I could do for free and for the rest of my life is learn stuff and teach it to other people. Like that for me is the biggest playtime ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like really so deep to my core grateful that that's what I'm doing now. You mentioned as well like how big like having your fiance in like step in your life have you do you feel like you've got i mean i feel like i accuse you of being a lone ranger but mm. more more balance now with you know yeah yeah, yeah. family friends yeah. with her yeah so steffi uh and i've been together for geez, we're, we're god i should know ah! <laughs> Sorry, Steffi, listening five six years um i remember the date but i don't remember that i think it's six years this this uh july and uh yeah, so a big there's a couple of things um, with that. Like she's been amazing uh, to me, and but like anything, you got to be intentional about it. And I think one big thing for me was that maybe I didn't do with other girls was take my mask off. Mm-hmm. You know, get really you know I you know kind of talked about all the all the all the stuff that you don't want to talk about, right? And when we did that, we just like connect, like we did that like three or four after we were together three or four months. Hmm. And other girls, I just never went there. I think a lot of guys probably don't. Um, but I did, and we just connected so deeply. Hmm. And um, yeah, like she has her own business as well, and she's been through a lot of ups and downs, just like anyone does. Hmm. And uh, it's it's cool. Did, uh, did yeah. she unlock you? You know, was she the first person you were that vulnerable with? Was it was yeah, was she so. the shift? I, uh, certainly, certainly a lot to do with it. Like you know, absolutely, like a lot to do with it. Yeah, mm. a lot to do with that. It seems like vulnerability comes up as kind of a key change, or like the approach to things have been much more vulnerable that has led to much more of a positive, uh, healthy attitude, I suppose. Is it? I would agree. I think I used to see that as a weakness, and now, oh, yeah, and now yeah, yeah. actually, when I hear you talking about how you've understood that 
being vulnerable and stepping into those places where you feel mm. uncomfortable, there's learning that and knowing your personality, well, knowing dude, that you can learn something about yourself. I'm sure you love that. So you want to do more of it. Mm. Yeah. It's not easy, no. but like talk about it being a weakness. Actually, it's the, it's, that's what bravery is and strength mm. is, isn't it? Actually, mm. um, it doesn't make it easy though. Yeah. No, it's always hard. But I love how she has had a, yeah, just being able to speak to her about certain things that you might never have talked about yeah. before has taken yeah. you, took you down a level in terms of like your ability to be vulnerable and be honest with somebody. Yeah. And that's played out in your life. Yeah. I think it's yeah. so powerful. Yeah, and for sure. Um, yeah. And like I say, she has her own business and, you know, I don't think it's every, any two relationships are the same, but that's just worked really well for us. Um, being able to kind of understand what the other person is going through, mm. I think is useful um, because, you know, particularly entrepreneurship can be a lonely road. Mm. Um, otherwise, and you can have, a, I've had, you know, uh, partners in the past where, you know, you, they don't really understand and it can just mean that you can be a little bit lonely during it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Big time. And I just kind of want to, and I'm conscious that we'll start to wrap up here because oh, yeah. we, we, always, we always lose track of time. But um, at the start, George, you talked about, um, and uh, you, you say this all the time, but you seem to have like a list of people that we're working through now. <laughs> and like, obviously how it was on this list, but... They're just the A players. They're the people that I know. Well, that... But what was it specifically? Because like, it's it, like you, you were excited before we came in here. What was yeah. it specifically about? You're, I can't explain. There's certain people, I said this to Mills, that have shaped my life more more than you know, basically. And it's like we've known each other for seven years and it was only, to you it might have felt minimal, but to me at my age, at 20, coming into the business world, meeting someone like Howard, I, I can't explain the impact, the inspir how inspirational it is to be around people like him. So that's why I'm excited. Um, and why, And you want to know why he was inspirational? Well, like, why now are you looking back? Why am I reminiscing? I think because we've all been through a lot in the last seven years mm -hmm. in different ways. And I can relate to so much of what Howard's saying. And I think we're all coming full circle in what we've learned. I think if we'd have tried, as Howard said, if me and him had tried to do this a couple of years ago, we were both so in it. This would have been a very different podcast. It would mm -hmm. have been the George and Howard showing off show, um, full of ego, full of bravado. And I think we're all, we're all, you know, when we spoke to Joanna in the last episode, I've never, she was amazing. Like so honest, just on this level as well. And I think it's because we've all been through enough in the last seven years that we, we're now able to talk about it. Um, so yeah, and yeah, it's, it's just so good to be able to sit down and hear what you've been through and what you've learned. Yeah, it's cool. I, I'm still emotional. I don't know why, mate. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I'm just proud of you, mate. I'm just... I'm just happy. I just, maybe deep down, I knew you weren't happy, like truly happy because mm. I probably felt like that as well. Mm. I just couldn't articulate it. Yeah. So to hear your energy, even as you're talking, I can feel the weight of the, as you're remembering this, the, those times, I can feel mm. it in your voice there, whether it's stress or anxiety or whatever, I can feel it. And then when you talk about where you're at now mm. with Steffi and, and the work you're doing, I just, I get emotional because I can see how happy you are. Mm. And, how you're almost like you want others that are listening to trust that instinct and that gut of like, look, I jumped, I, I quit, I, I pursued the uncomfortable and stepped into my vulnerability and that's led me here. And I'm actually not only happier, but 
I'm actually more successful. You want to oh. encourage others that it can happen. It's, it's happened for me. Just to kind of finish up on then, would you, would you have changed anything? Because it, like, it, it doesn't seem like, like a lot of people you hear maybe spend 15 years doing something they don't want to do. And then, they, and then may, would you have changed how you've gone about it? Because it feels like your experiences have really shaped exactly mm-hmm. how you kind of feel today. So that, are there any regrets you actually have? When, if you're in a place that you're really happy and I, would, like, I wouldn't be where I am now without it. And uh, so there are all lessons yeah. on the journey of life. Right. <laughs> now we can end it. Now it's, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's been really good. Love that. Thanks for having us.